I personally am very much a proponent of looking back and being able to say, what was it that I actually was in control of that I did not do that stunted my progress? And that's otherwise known as self-sabotage. One of the self-sabotage things that I do time and time again is procrastination. I see something really big that I want to accomplish. It scares me, overwhelms me. So I do little things to take up time and make myself think that I'm doing busy stuff instead of doing the big thing that could really move the needle. So I want to talk about three specific ways for us as social impact entrepreneurs, healthcare leaders who are really trying to do impactful work in our communities. What are three things that we definitely do not do that is sabotaging us? You're listening to the Melanin and Medicine podcast, where we help Black women in medicine to successfully create, build, and grow their own mission-driven companies that change the world. I'm your host, Dr. Molara Thomas Lomedino, pediatrician, wife, mom of two, advocate, former professor, and a proud introvert with a mild Twitter addiction. After losing the ability to walk and being diagnosed with an autoimmune brain disorder in 2019, I decided to finally stop normalizing my life of struggle and self-sacrifice and start living in my purpose. In less than two years, I've founded and grown two social impact businesses to the multi-six-figure mark, and I'm on a mission to help more Black women use entrepreneurship as a tool to help us live braver and bolder lives that create life, legacy, impact, freedom, and ease. On this podcast, my guests and I will share our unique stories and lessons learned as we continue to scale our companies and live life on our own terms. We hope you get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Hello, hello, Mavens. How are you? It's Dr. O here, and we are back for another episode of the Melanin and Medicine podcast. And as you know, Melanin and Medicine is really on a mission to ensure that women health professionals of color and health organizations can partner to build, fund, and grow the innovative programs and businesses that achieve health justice for our people. And I am super excited because this week is the week before our workshop. So I'm hyped. I'm really excited. And just so you know what we'll be talking about today, because maybe I should share that. Today, we're going to be talking about self-sabotage and what the three things you're doing right now to self-sabotage your social impact work. And whether you're doing that as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, these things are keeping you from actually making the impact, right? The social impact that we want, the community health equity that we want. So I thought I would share that with you. But first and foremost, yes, we have a workshop next week. This workshop is amazing. It is our Stop Waiting, Start Creating workshop. And it's about why you need to go and seek some funding right now. This is the time that you cannot wait and how to do that. How, how do Omalara? Yeah, I, I can go seek, but how do I actually do that? Because I think that's the biggest barrier. Most of us say we don't have the money. How can we do this work that we've envisioned or dreamed about? Okay, now here's a free workshop to learn how to do it. So make sure you sign up. You can go to our show notes or you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash start creating now, or you can just go to 
any of our Instagram, any of that, and you'll see on our quick links, our workshop, and you can register there. Please do so because I don't want you to miss out. Then you got to wait a whole bunch of time for the next time that we actually share these gems. Second thing I do want to share with you all is that we are growing. We are really excited in the fact that we are now being able to support more and more of you. And we're just thankful that you are sharing, that you are giving this out to this link out to as many people as possible who are really trying to do the work, right? But the idea is let's do this work and let's try to make it profitable and powerful so that we can be sustainable and we can keep doing this work. So I'm just super excited at the growth and just thanking you all. So I think we should actually get started with the episode. All right. So we're going to talk self-sabotage. You know, I've recognized in 2022, simplicity is key. Now, anyone who has seen me teach or has come to my workshops knows that I like to go in and deep. But I realized on this podcast, I need for you to take very specific, concise, quick action, right? And so I've said, I'm not going to layer them with too much. Like they can, of course, come and be able to connect with us, whether it be through our discovery form or our intake form for our for organizations, and we can learn more. But I want to just give you some real gems that will be really helpful for you as we move into 2022. So everyone and their mama is like, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to make things better. I'm going to chop it down the list, right? I personally am very much a proponent of looking back and being able to say, what was it that I actually was in control of that I did not do that stunted my progress? And that's otherwise known as self-sabotage. One of the self-sabotage things that I do time and time again is procrastination. I see something really big that I want to accomplish. It scares me, overwhelms me. So I do little things to take up time and make myself think that I'm doing busy stuff instead of doing the big thing that could really move the needle. If any of you (laughs) feel me right now, if any of you are connected to this right now, you know, just pop a review, just let me know, or just wave your finger and just say, Omolara, I know what you're talking about. So I want to talk about three specific ways for us as social impact entrepreneurs, healthcare leaders who are really trying to do impactful work in our communities. What are three things that we definitely do not do that is sabotaging us. Okay. So number one is not networking. Okay. And so I am a high introvert. That doesn't mean that I hate people. I like people. I just don't need them to be around me all the time. (laughs) You know, I honestly should be the last one talking about not networking, but for when I'm talking about like the impact that I want to make. I know that networking is really, really important, but it's also important to be strategic. I also know that it can exhaust me. And so that's why I have to be very strategic about it. And I think one of the big things that you can always think about with networking is trying to have an offline and online approach and figuring out, you know, which works better for you in the beginning, but knowing that doing both of them can work really synergistically. 
In particular, one of the things that I think people think when they think about networking is, oh, I got to find people. One of the things that I will say is that the people you know are probably people who already have either the resources, have some way of either connecting you with potential clients, potential partners, potential funders. And we haven't even just asked them the question because we are too scared to tell them what we are doing, what this big dream is that we have, right? And I'm not saying to tell everybody every single thing, no, but I am saying that we need to give up a few of the goods so that we can get the connections and really accelerate the progress of our work. I often say to many of the clients that we work with inside of Melanin Medicine that I was sending all these emails out to different people, new people, and I didn't get my first like clients. I didn't get my first big funder for our practice until I actually just emailed the people that I knew already. And they were like, oh, yeah, you should like look into connecting with this person. Here's their email or let me connect you. And it's literally that simple. That was how we got our first grant, which was about 125000 for strong children wellness. And it seems so simple that you're kind of like, oh, well, I really... But yes, one of the things, of course, that we try to do is you're not just emailing without a plan. You want to be able to like have something that shares kind of, you know, that you already are are clear on what the messaging is, what the impact is and what the outcomes are. This is really important. This is actually what we do inside of our accelerator, our 30 day accelerator. But it is important for you to be able to have that clear messaging and focus and vision. And then people are really excited to see where they fit in in helping you get that moving forward. You don't have to share that with everyone, but it's really important when you're thinking about kind of who are people that I trust and then they will actually be able to say, you know what, because they care about you, hey, I think that I can connect you to this, this or this. All right. Real talk. So everyone's told you how lucky you are. You overcame all the obstacles as a Black woman to become a doctor. You're excellent at your craft. You built a great reputation for yourself in your career. And your family and friends always tell you about how proud you must be at what you've accomplished. But right now, no matter how much you try to ignore it, you know there's something missing. You know you are meant for more. Let me know if this is familiar Right now, you're an amazing doctor, but you feel drained in your work or aren't sure how long you can continue. You achieve so much, but somehow you still feel unfulfilled. Or you're unable to do the things you love because you're consumed by your work, most of which you aren't that passionate about anymore. And sometimes you even lay awake thinking about your great idea, but then dismiss it as unrealistic. But imagine if you could do the work that you love that invigorates you instead of drains you. Create work where you finally have some flexibility on how you spend your time and have the space to do the things you enjoy. You could stop dreading the work week and you could create the impact that you want without being put in a box. And what if you can make income that surpasses your salary and doesn't require you proving to someone that you're worth it? You know you need to do this, but you keep telling yourself entrepreneurship is too risky and you're not cut out for it. You have so many other things to do Or you know what you want, but you don't have the clear plan and don't have time to put together a strategy. And you definitely don't have the support system or the people you need to help guide you in this journey. And you might have to learn new skills and new information and just is going to be too much. 
Well, I think that you're settling for good enough and it's time to transform your purpose into a profitable business and create the impact, the income and freedom you were meant to make. So I want you to check out our Purpose to Profit Incubator, the only business incubator specifically for Black women doctors that provides integrated coaching, classes, combined with a safe community of aspiring Black women doctor entrepreneurs. And in 12 weeks, we help Black women doctors take their idea to income and build the foundation for a profitable and scalable business. This is not too good to be true. It exists. And I want you to apply so that we can figure out how you can turn your purpose to profit. Make sure you check out the link at bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit apply. That's bit.ly forward slash purpose to profit apply. I look forward to looking at your application and seeing how we can support you in building your table. In the words of June Jordan, like a lot of Black women, we've always had to invent the power our freedom requires. Talk soon. The other thing that networking does is allows us to use a method called the snowball method, right? Where let's say even if that specific contact didn't really align, now you have a new contact that you can ask, hey, who knows now what you're doing? And it's like, Hey, I know this didn't align with you. Do you know anybody else who you think might want to hear this or be connected to? And it's a beautiful way that we've been able to accelerate our progress and our growth and identify more ways for us to scale just by that simple question. And so I do want you to think about that as well. The other side is the online side. And time and time again, I will say for the work that we're doing, particularly those of us in the health equity space, doing community work, working with marginalized populations, it is LinkedIn is is a a really good place to be. (laughs) And it's a good place to be because you can quickly identify who are people who you need to know. And one of the things that has been really helpful, we do a whole like LinkedIn deep dive to help people section by section so that people are coming to them on LinkedIn. But one of the things that I think is extremely helpful just overall is making sure that you're looking at, I'm going to say this slowly, who does who you know know? (laughs) I'll say it again. So who does who you know, like who your connections, who do they know? And so one thing that's really cool on LinkedIn is that you can actually look at who people who you admire, people who you think are really transforming the space, who is following them, who's connected to them, because they most likely are people that are aligned with you. And so I think it's just important for us to stop being so isolated. And that's probably just due to health care in general and kind of being the lone hero. That's how we're trained or, and that's how we a lot of times operate, but really thinking and investing in our network. Number two, the second thing that we don't do that self-sabotages us is that we don't partner. Okay. And I don't understand because I feel like for those of us who are listening, we want to make some big impact. We want to really change people's lives, really change communities. And I know that we are all aware that we can't do this alone, but somehow we look at our vision and we say it's impossible. And the reason we say it's impossible is because we have not even considered 
Who could partner with us? What would be the first way I could pilot this? I know that I want these three things to happen, but I only can do this one. Who else is doing the other two? Those kind of questions seem like, oh, duh, but they are questions that we honestly don't ask ourselves. I know I always encounter this when we're doing our readiness assessment inside of Melanin Medicine and I'm talking to women and I'm talking and I'm going through, you know, okay, tell me about the mission vision. Okay. Now, how do you want to execute? Well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, is there anyone else who's been doing any of these things before? Oh yeah. Have we thought about maybe partnering and just seeing, because ultimately it really allows for you to get more reach because now you're not able to just connect to the people who you know, but that partner is able to connect this work to the people they know. And then it also allows for us to be able to grow, you know, exponentially when there's two partners or three partners working together. Now, it does not mean it's it's completely easy and there do need to be agreements in place in terms of helping identify roles and responsibilities, but there is a lot of really good consequences of this. And that leads to number three, which is around funding. The third way we don't, we sabotage ourselves is not seeking funding. We kind of are like, you know, we'll figure it out. You know, I'm a black woman. I can make a dollar out of 15 cents, but how about you not? How about you just ask somebody for a (laughs) dollar? So uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be cheeky, but I do. And the reason I'm saying this is because there is a lot of money out there and a lot of us and a lot of people, especially funders, are really interested in ways to spend their money, especially in December, um, ways to spend their money and they don't have the ideas, right? They don't, it's us, it's us who have the ideas and particularly us who have the ideas that have been vetted and we are personally connected to the problem. And so we know kind of what's going to hit and what's going to work for these communities that quote unquote are always labeled hard to reach or of whatever other types of labels that are put on black and brown communities. And so I do think it's extremely important for you to think about Have I even sought funding? Have I even one of um, our workshop, which I told you guys about on January 24th, that workshop um, happening next Monday, we talk through this in great depth. Uh, We have a bundle, (laughs) a workshop bundle that we talk about this that you can download. But we but this is extremely important for us to take off the blinders of having to bootstrap and do things all by ourselves and really identify how can I position this to show a funder that this is something this is a great place where to put their money. Okay, because there's a lot of money out there and it's going to very mediocre work (laughs) sometimes. And it's really important for us to be able to take advantage of that so we can truly leverage that for the people who we feel that we've been called to serve. So I mentioned three things. I mentioned not networking, not partnering, not seeking funding. Which of these is something that you are going to transform and change today? Okay, you have homework. So which of these is it? Is it that you're going to try to figure out who's already that you know, who's already in your network and who you need to start reaching out to or potentially looking at who you love on LinkedIn and looking at who they're connected to? Is it that 
you need to start thinking about who are some organizations or partners that are doing work that is the same mission, but doing something different to get to that mission than you? And could you actually be a synergistic pair, right? Or number three, do you need to start thinking about what are potential funders that I need? What are the organizations that fund this kind of work? One of the things that we do in our mastermind, we have an accelerator to help people get their idea to an actual business plan, an incubator that helps people get from the business plan to actually launching their business and making profit, and then a mastermind that helps them get from a business that is happening and going on, but getting it funded. And all of these around the idea of building around community health equity and doing that kind of work, whether it be consulting, speaking, giving direct healthcare services, educating the community, whatever that looks like for you and what is your particular zone of genius, we want to make sure the idea actually becomes something that is sustainable, funded, moving forward, and of course, making impact. And so if that is you, I do want to make sure that you take a chance and just either go to our discovery form. It's at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash mm discovery form, or you can even just like connect with us. Okay. Just connect with us on LinkedIn. You can just go to Omolara, Dr. Omolara Thomas Womendimo. So you can find me. My name is in the show notes. I'm the host. And connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, excuse me. And I would love to have a conversation and learn more about you. It's really exciting, I think, for these this podcast to be able to connect more of us together. And that's what I've been most excited about is that now I've been very much connected to all of these women, these diverse women who are trying to change healthcare and transform it. And that's so cool. So first and foremost. Thank you very much. I hope that you will pick one thing that you are going to change from the three ways that you probably are self-sabotaging your social impact right now. And I am excited to see you do work that is profitable and powerful. And I will see you next week. Bye.